Welcome to Unabashed You, conversations to become who you already are. The focus at UY is to be who you are without apology, for you are one of a kind, without equal. Be encouraged as these conversations will help you think, celebrate who you are, and move you in some way. Your companion to the whimsy and beauty of the human spirit, Rochelle Condi now. By her own admission, Melody has lots of energy. Instead of following the typical American retirement route, she takes that passion and encourages others by serving in Africa, so much so that she and her husband spend the majority of their time there doing what they can to make a difference. Wow. Today's by request guest is Melody Taylor. We connected through Instagram and a natural affection for Carla B. Singer, Instagram coach. Here's what I know so far. Melody has a heart for Africa and for Africa's children. I'm eager to find out how that started and how she's making a difference. Welcome to the show, Melody. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Oh, I'm so happy to have you. This is it's just so wonderful to think that because of technology, we can connect with people all over, which is one of the good sides of, of technology, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> is there anything you want the listeners to know about you to start? Well, maybe it'd be helpful to know my age and kind of a little bit about family background. Whatever, whatever you I'm, want. I'm 60 years old. Um, but still with a lot of energy because I'm doing what I'm really passionate about doing yes. at this point. Four, four adult children, three grandchildren. Um, I live in Arkansas, in Northwest Arkansas, Great. and uh, for a little bit of the time, but spend a majority of our time in Africa. Oh. Um, and then over a, a period of 17 years, we've had our footprint in Africa as well. Oh. And so um, it's, 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 challenging at times to get on an airplane and go across the world and to to really work and serve among people that are in extreme poverty and yet it's extremely rewarding and um, fulfilling to be able to do this at this point in our lives as well We're, we're empty nesters and we're not doing the typical american retirement way instead we're just going to try and do all that we can to help benefit others um, and we, and so that's that's a little bit about okay uh, about me, yeah. And I look forward to c- coming back to that in a few minutes sure. when we get to the deep dive. What Absolutely. three words would you use to describe yourself? Well, I'll tell you what I did. I went to the Strength Finders test, which I don't know okay. if you're familiar with. I've that heard of all. it. I've heard of it. Yes, it is one of the best tools um, that we have been able to put our hands on that describes you and. Um, so the three top words on that test are an achiever that I really like to do things of significance. Uh, next one is um, developer Ooh. that I like to develop people. I like to encourage people to see what their potential is and kind of put some wind in their sails so that they can Love succeed. It. And um, then another one is just kind and compassionate that um, you know I care about people. And so all that just plays into what, has happened over the years and what's happening now. Okay. So those three words that you got from strength finders, those really resonate with, well, you actually for kind and compassionate, those really resonate with you. They, I mean, to you, it's Mm -hmm. like, well, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I would say that that is me. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Wonderful. Wonderful. Have you ever played two truths and a lie? It's where you say three things. Okay. Wonderful. Then I don't need to explain anymore. Okay. Tell me the three things. Let's see if I can figure it out. I'm going to go like this. I'm going to say three things that I love, and then you're going to have to figure (laughs) out which one's false. Okay. I love chocolate. I love children. And I love, oh, brisk cold weather. Oh, okay. I love children, chocolate. I love children. I love brisk cold weather. Okay. I'm going to set the children aside because I sort of think you already love children. So I'm going to set that one aside. Okay. So now we've got chocolate and brisk cold weather. I, I mean, I don't know too many women that don't love chocolate. So I'm going to go by virtue of elimination with you do not like brisk cold weather. That's right. That's the lie. I made it easy. I made it easy. (laughs) That's okay. It's just for fun. It's a fun way to get to know you. So, because Arkansas is not known for brisk cold weather, correct? Correct. 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 Okay. So, and and you do have this this lovely little, not, I I don't know if I go as far as to call it an accent, but you know, some of the words that you say, you have a little bit of a, a, do, Mm. do you? Do you think so? Do you notice that? Yes. They, yes. <laughs> I just can't get away from it. Yes. But why should you? Why should you? Well, yes. <laughs> I love that reaction. I love that reaction. Okay. One of your favorite movies of all time. Sound of Music. Oh. Sound of Music. I, there's part of me that really wants to be Julie Andrews in life. Yeah, you know, that, that she brought joy and, and laughter and love to these children. And then she brought unity and a family and, yeah. you know, and then they just, they were just blessing so many people. I love the scene where she's up in the trees with the children <laughs> and they're wearing the drapes. And, and so I find myself kind of being that person a little bit in Africa, you know, right. singing songs with children and bringing, you know, joy to their faces. We work with orphans. Those children were somewhat orphans. You know, their father was distant. Right, right, was right, gone. right. So anyway, I, I, I love that movie. And of course, I love the music. <laughs> and it's a classic. It is. Yes. It is. That's a good one. And, yes. and uh, we've had a, a few people say that was their favorite of all time. Yes. Name a woman that inspires you. Um, I had several. One is Corey Ten Boom. Okay. And she, Boone, the hiding place. Right. And she's uh, known for her writings while being held captive in one of the concentration camps, correct? Yes. During World and War II. Had, yes. 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 And she had such an, an optimistic attitude. She looked for the best in that situation. Hmm. And if you haven't read her book, The Hiding Place, it will really put things in perspective. It's very inspiring. Mm. And another um, author that I really like is Amy Carmichael and somewhat of a similar story. She served for over 58 years in India and and through, through difficult times. And she uh, helped rescue children, both boys and girls that were used for prostitution Mm. and in Hindu Mm. worship. And I mean, her story is amazing as well. Mm. So, and then in her latter year, she had had an accident and she was bedridden for many years, but she was the prolific writer during that time. So those are two, my two favorite oh my authors. Gosh. Yeah. Wow. It yeah. is, it is sort of, 
it is hard to step in those shoes and and imagine, you know, I'm trying to imagine myself, could I be that optimistic? Could I be that hopeful and that cheerful and that loving? I don't know. I don't (laughs) don't know. I'm just glad we're not in that situation. Yes, exactly. exactly. It it is inspiring, you know. I agree. I agree completely. A piece of wisdom you keep handy. Mm, Be optimistic. Oh, look, look. Look for the good. There you go. The good in the situation. Short and sweet and very profound. Sometimes the simplest things are the most profound. So you strike me as somebody who's very optimistic. I I would say so. Not that, I mean, I've had some incredibly dark seasons and challenges, but um, well, and I think my faith helps me to be optimistic, you know, to look for a bigger good. even when things are difficult and don't right. go, don't mm-hmm. go our way. You right. Know? Exactly. So, and, and, and being in a third world developing country among people that are extremely poor, that does help you be more optimistic, you know, in I our bet. everyday normal life, you know, we're just fortunate that we have what we have and that we, you know, live where we live and, and have the access to so much. Right. In, in oh, America. We are so very blessed. It's true. Yes. So let's go to your deep dive, which I'm I'm just guessing is children in Africa. So let's start with how that started and then which countries you mm-hmm. you have a fondness for or okay. keep getting called to. Sure, sure. Well, I think my husband and I both had a tendency, even as young adults, towards people that were marginalized. He okay. grew up in like the one of the poorest areas of Arkansas. I mean, really poor. And then I grew up in another area that had some poor as well. And so we had that commonality that we were drawn Mm -hmm. towards those people that other people looked down on. But then um, again, once in Little Rock, we started being interested in helping um, inner city broken families. Um, We we Mm -hmm. saw the need for education and mentoring and some of those things holiday gatherings, some of those things that some of those inner families that are broken, a lot of families were without parents and a grandmother was taking care of children. So we, we, with our four children started volunteering in the inner city. And that was good because we did it as a family. Mm. Meanwhile, my husband was going on mission trips to Honduras to help build like uh, orphan homes or lodging for volunteers in Honduras. So we, that he started going outside the country, you know, to the developing world to volunteer two weeks out of the year because right. he was, you know, in, in business. And then we started as a family going to an orphanage in Guatemala. And that really rocked our world. Wow. We took our children, um, 400 orphans in an orphan home. Can you imagine 400? Oh. And as you got to know their stories oh. more and more from such abuse and abandonment, But when we go as Americans and we go with suitcases full of things that they would use for Christmas or some of their basic needs, books, educational materials, toiletries, feminine products, all those things that we have in access. I mean, it just makes a huge difference in their lives. And then it makes such a huge difference in our lives. And what Mm -hmm. happened is that after we took a few trips and people in our area and our community wanted to go with us. Ooh. So we started, we started a nonprofit called go near ministry. 
And it really <laughs> meant going near to orphans and widows in distress, going near to people in extreme poverty with ourselves bodily to show love and, and care and listen, come alongside and then be able to bring tangible things that they needed to help them, you know, be stronger. And it grew and we started having these garage sales to raise money because we weren't rich. We were just a regular old family in Arkansas (laughs) and people would donate all their things. And we had these multiple garage sales over time so that our family of six could afford the plane tickets to go serve in the orphanage. And then others that wanted to go with us. So then it ended up that we take teams of 40 people at a time with two suitcases each full of donations several times a year. But then what happened, we ended up um, being invited to go to a training uh, weekend for trips of volunteers that go to Africa. And I was sitting in the training session and watching a PowerPoint and saw the needs of orphans in Africa. Mm. There are just millions upon millions of orphans in Africa with no governmental assistance and their plight. It was so desperate. And I was in my forties and I'm like, I had no idea. And it was as if God was telling us that we need to go as a family and plant ourselves in Africa with this organization in an orphan village that had a school Mm. And, and help out in the school. But also while I was there, be like a journalist and through social media report on the life of an orphan and report on what it's like to do mission work or volunteer work in Africa. And so we did that and it just really rocked our world to be among the poor of the poor, but also to see the difference it makes by being there and the joy that they have by that interaction and how a little bit goes a long way there. So we moved in 2007 into the orphan village with the three of our four children. Wow. Um, and then, and then there was a war and, you know, civil unrest and we had to evacuate to come home for safety. And then we went back again and lived there and then came back to the U S just with four children with different needs. You know, we we've gone back and forth. And then what happened is that young people that were in my children's sphere, they asked if they could go volunteer. So our first trip of volunteers over to Africa were like 13 and 14 year olds. Mm. I couldn't believe it, but they went and they kept going. So year after year, some of these same kids grew up going to Africa and serving. And now they're in college. Now they've graduated from college and some of them have started nonprofits of their own. Some of them you know, are switched their degrees so they could be nurses or occupational therapists or physical therapists so that they could go back on those breaks and give their skills on short-term missions or, or longer to the real poor. And so it's been really cool to see all that happen. It was nothing that I planned. And so um, (laughs) that's the way it goes, but, you know, just stepping, taking the next step and taking risk. And then what happened is that as people went with us to Africa, more people saw and knew. And one lady went with me and she saw what we did. She came back to Little Rock and she said, I want to help you raise money for your nonprofit work. Mm -hmm. And she said, I have this idea. 
where I'm going to invite my friends and they were all wealthy to come go through their closets, bring their clothes to my home. And we're going to have a shopping event. We're going to shop from each other's closets. We have a wine (laughs) and cheese party. She goes, I don't know if anybody's going to do it. I don't know. It could be a total flop. And honestly, I thought this is not going to work because a lot of these ladies, they were so wealthy. They had planes that they could fly to Dallas. They could fly to New York and shop and come back. And I thought they're not going to want to do that, but they did. And they just, they loved it. And then more people came and it just grew into another nonprofit that we started, which was like selling, selling nicer women's clothing and accessories and giving the money to nonprofit work. And we were so successful. It's called Shop My Closet. And then we started another one in Northwest Arkansas called Beautiful Lives Boutique. And that nonprofit now is in three locations and gives money every month to 10 nonprofits that help women and children locally and globally. And meanwhile, I mean, I spent three years doing that. But then after that, I had to get back to Africa. So now we're doing Africa work and Beautiful Lives is on its own feet and it's running. Okay. Um, so Beautiful Lives, what is, is that a, mm-hmm. a storefront and what are they selling? It is. It's a storefront, three, three different stores in right. Northwest Arkansas. And we sell the nicest of the nice things that women in this area donate. So it's shoes, jewelry, accessories, purses, designer clothes, workout clothes, regular clothes, and some of the boutiques locally also donate to us. We have donations come in every single day. And then we sell those clothing and it's in a beautiful like boutique setting at really discounted prices. And then the profits are given away. And it's just been a model that's been so good. And it's a model that really comes from me personally, because as nonprofit missionaries, I would shop garage sales and thrift stores for my family and for me. And, you know, you have to go through a lot and it's stinky and you don't feel so good when you walk out, you know, and I wanted a place where women could get what they need either inexpensively or free and feel good about it. And then then the environment is a setting where women who have money and those that don't, you never know. And you're side by side shopping. And then there's women who get things for free. And there's volunteers that volunteer in the shop who are straight out of prison, who need Mm -hmm. volunteer service and nobody else will give them a chance and they can come and they can volunteer or college students because we're in a college town. They come and volunteer. It's just such a mixture of people. How wonderful. Good. Right. That feels so so good. That's just one of the little things that. Right. So how is that different from the shop near me or what was the name of that? Shop My Closet. Shop My Closet. How was that different? Shop My Closet was started in Little Rock, and that's a different setting. It's not in a college town. It's not in the area of Northwest Arkansas that's very prosperous because of Walmart headquarters is here. Tyson's Food is here. J.B. Hunt. Some of the biggest companies and all the vendors around them are here in Northwest Arkansas. So it's just a a different feel um, than it is down in so a similar similar concept, but mm-hmm. but branded differently with different clientele. Mm-hmm. Got mm-hmm. it. Got it. Okay, let's go back to Africa. Okay. Yes. So, 
you try to live there, it sounds like, as much as finances and family obligations mm-hmm. and all those sorts of things will allow. Can you share with us mm-hmm. which country or countries that kind oh. of really pull, have pulled your heart? Because it's yes. a very large continent, that much I remember. That's exactly <laughs> right. Well, we have spent most time in Kenya. Okay. And Kenya is in East Africa. That's where we've lived for the greatest amount of time. In station in Nairobi is a big city where the United Nations is. And so there's a lot of Western influence. But from that, then you can travel to more remote areas in Kenya. Um, So we've been there most of our time. We've also served in Rwanda. And that's been a that's been a great fit for us, too. Uh, But it's a lot smaller as of a country. And then recently, because of COVID, no country was open to visitors Mm. during COVID, except for Tanzania. Tanzania is huge. And it's located right next door or right across the border from Kenya. So last year during COVID, we were in Kenya and the president of Kenya shut down the country and everybody had to leave within 48 hours. So Mm. we did that, but desiring to go back as soon as possible. But when we saw that Tanzania was open... We booked a flight, went to Tanzania, sight unseen, hoping to cross the border into Kenya as soon as the borders were open. Well, that never happened during our first six months. And yet opportunities to teach and to volunteer and relationships were formed so quickly in Tanzania Mm -hmm. that we stayed there for six months and Mm -hmm. was super, super fruitful. Went back again uh, just recently, uh, the last four months or so and lived in Tanzania, but then spent a month in Kenya, um, mm. actually a month and a half in Kenya um, as well. So we're Kenya's open now. So we do both. We'll go back in wow. January, start in Tanzania, go across the border to Kenya, serve and work there, go back to Tanzania and fly home um, after about six months. Wow. Wow. Kind of a, wow. 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 Yeah. Wow. Uh, it's really hard to describe uh, the feelings and the thoughts I have around the level of commitment and dedication and selflessness Mm. that you and your husband and all of the people that you're working with. It's hard to really convey that. I I think, and as much as I love words, I, I just, it feels extremely inadequate. It, it actually reminds me of that verse to those who have been given much, much will be required and to the one who right. has been entrusted with much, much more will be asked. Right. Yes. That uh, Luke 12, 48, I find yes. remembering that correctly. Yes. And I, I, you are, you and your husband are living that you are living that. So well, uh, it's incredible. And now the other thing I want to know is, what has social media how or how mm-hmm. because you said that you um you started sharing which you know obviously uh, in this day and age it's just very clear that you have i mean to be effective and to help share the good things mm-hmm. you need to do that to get mm-hmm. the word out more that mm-hmm. it's just the way it is so yes. how has that helped the cause of of helping. Yes, it it really has helped because it is hard to put in words what that life is like, what those people are like, what engagement looks like. 
And so part of what I've desired to do, and again, it comes back to that, that, that God saying, I want you to go there, put both feet in the continent and be like a journalist. That was way back in 2007. Um, and in the name of our ministry is called Go Near. So to be able to go there and take pictures and videos, it helps people here go there, yes. go near without having yes. to go on that, you know, long airplane ride and spend all that money to get there and go through all the shots and all the things that people don't want to do. So to me, it's like taking them there and people are getting so connected to the people that we serve with, you know, like just today, I got a little message that said, you know, I'm praying for Lily or mm-hmm. I'm, or I'm, I, I want to meet Anne's people are getting connected to these people. Oh. Not only the people that are like in need, and I do it with a lot of integrity and a lot of like honor, yes. um, but also the people that are, they're serving. And so it's been wonderful to connect and, and people get involved. Uh, for example, a lady here in, in our area saw some pictures and some video of when I went with the founder of a school in a village on home visits to tell these families who are in extreme poverty that their child can go to the school mm. this next year as a kindergarten without cost. Mm. And, and as she saw where those children lived and how poor those families were, she said, I want to raise money for those children. And so instead of the usual um, happy birthday, Jesus Christmas party that raised money or they brought presents for families here in America, they just brought money. They donated money to our nonprofit and we were able to buy uniforms for the mm-hmm. entire kindergarten class. So somebody here, because of those pictures, got involved and she's connected oh, to those children. And so things like that happen that I think social media is a key. Now I'm 60. It's not my best (laughs) thing, but I'm trying, I'm trying to advocate because we're supposed to advocate for the poor. We're supposed to share about those needs, you know? Um, And then there's some things I can't share on social media. There's a lady that we're partnering with who was Muslim and she became a Christian, a believer, and she has to secret. She had to flee to Nairobi and she has women that are Christians that are Muslim in a Muslim area that she has to transport to Nairobi to be taught. So we're helping fund her work. And yet we can't put that on social media. Right. Well, and Um, it goes back to what you're saying, the honor, you're being very honoring of of what you share. uh, Yes. And that, that just, that means everything really right there. And, you know, most that we work with want help. They want the exposure. So it's a blessing to them that we're there and we're caring. It's a blessing to them that we're advocating for them. It's a blessing that we're sharing what life is like to Americans. Um, so it's, it's been good. It's what has helped people. Also, we've taken over 400 people to date oh to go God. serve overseas. We could have never done it if people hadn't seen it first. They have to see yeah. it. And God uses that to draw them. Yeah. to those people to serve or to, to help support, you know, what we do. Right. Oh, so it's exciting. It's that's just so really wonderful. Thrilling. And there, there, there is need obviously all over the world, but the fact that you have followed the nudge that, that you and your husband feel for those areas in Africa at, you know, 
um, you know, I know you don't think of it as sacrifice, but it is a sacrificial act because you're giving up, you know, some yeah. time with family and friends and probably in a much easier life. Yes. In, in trade in search of uh, helping the, mm-hmm. the other. And that is very admirable. And I, you're, you're very humble and modest about it, but it's, it's a very, it's a big thing. And you are boots on the ground mm-hmm. doing it. Thank you for that Thank work. You. I, I appreciate it as Aww. somebody who can see that you are doing the good thing. I I'm, I'm grateful for that. And Thank I have you. met a couple other people through Instagram that are doing some really incredible things in Africa. One is Bijou. She is from Congo originally, and she has a nonprofit. I will give her a little plug Mosaica mm-hmm. action project. Mm-hmm. Her uncle is a, a Nobel peace when peace prize winning uh, a doctor who started a hospital for I know about that. Do yeah. you? Okay, yes, a hospital yeah, a hospital for the women and children of of, you know, the war situation. So she's doing a lot of really great things which mm-hmm. is so it's so wonderful and then this young man mm-hmm. who's a photographer and he really loves he wants to be a photojournalist uh any tom who's uh from nigeria that he, you know he's he's there he went to college to study biology not because he liked biology but because that was an available door that you know that was mm-hmm. an opportunity and he knew he needed to take advantage of it he mm-hmm. wants to take pictures he takes beautiful beautiful pictures this young man he's now recovering from malaria i mean it's mm-hmm. just that's co- so common oh gosh mm-hmm. yeah so and that's just my my own little quick little brushes with uh africa through um instagram i met them both on instagram and it it is amazing what social media how wonderful it really can be in connecting yes. you to other people and the goodness out there. It's yes. kind of like you, you have to keep it on, like it's the coin, you know, you've got the underbelly, but then, you know, whatever the good side of the coin is, let's, let's keep let's that. Use it for good. Yeah. Let's keep that side of the coin up. I am really um, deeply moved by your story and I will be sure and share all the stuff so so that people can participate and follow you. Thank you. I think your melody, what is melody? Well, I have two Instagram and Facebook accounts. One is melody Taylor 2020. Okay. And that's because that's when it's, that's when I got on Instagram, which is really late <laughs> to the game. It's okay. And and um and yet there's also Facebook the same. And then there's the ministry one, go near ministry. Okay, got Instagram it. and Facebook. Okay. So I went with my personal just because of um, I have more recognition as Melody Taylor because of the beautiful eyes boutique and all that. Right. So right. I went more personal and, and, and do both at this time. Right. Exactly. Because, uh, you know, what certainly something I learned from Carla is mm-hmm. that you can't just share the thing. You, you People also want to know about you. And I really resisted that for a very long time. Like, no, 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 yeah. no, no, yeah. no. She's like, no, they have to, 
they have to know about you. The like, no, what is it? Like, no trust factor. Yes, yes, yes. Like, yes, no yes. trust factors. Like, okay. Oh, okay. I, I'm probably not that good at that. I mean, I, I'm more about the ministry than me. But uh, yeah, I need to get better. She'll at give you a pep talk will, if you need will. it. If you need she it, she will give you one for sure. Well, Melody, this has been such a treat and a blessing. Thank Thank you you so much much. for honoring us all with your time and the beautiful work that you're doing. It's it's very inspiring, deeply moving. And again, a huge, I feel so much gratitude for for what you're doing. And yes, I'm looking forward to um, getting this out there and letting people know. That is about that the is, goodness you're doing. That is great for our people that we serve. <laughs> you know, it's it's not about us. We're just a conduit. I get it. It's like you're the bridge. Others. You're like a yeah. bridge. You're you're the bridge from Arkansas to what? What, what would you say Africa. is your favorite place in Africa? Or can you even say that you have a favorite? Oh, I love Moshi Town. That's where we're pretty much most of the time in in tanzania it's the foot it's at the foot of mount kilimanjaro oh the the people there are so kind and respectful and gracious and it's just like it's just heavenly you know it's just heavenly i mean it's got its challenges but it's it's as far as africa is concerned i love that a whole lot oh good thank you for what you do you know you're a voice for women and 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 you're a positive voice out there. You're giving other people the chance to be heard. And that is such an encouragement to men, me, those that oh, get good. to speak and then those that listen. Right. And so thank you for what you're doing. I'm well, so glad thank we you. met. I, I'm so glad we met too. Thank you for reaching out. And I, um, I really love what I'm doing the same way you love what you're doing. So, you know, many parts to the body. I mean, we can't all yes. be the ears. We can't all be the eyes or whatever. Yes. You know, I mean, we, yes. we, we need all the parts. We need all the yes, parts. Yes, we do. We all have our unique place and our unique calling. Exactly. Yes. Well, thank you, Melody. Thank you. I look forward bye-bye. to chatting with you later. Okay, Same. bye-bye. Bye-bye. I was struck by the degree of sacrifice Melody lovingly is willing to give. Her faith allows her to stay optimistic even when times are dark and difficult. I'm not sure I could do what she does. I am thankful there are people who commit themselves to that thing they feel compelled to do. I know we all have something we need to share, and it takes all of us to do that unique thing to make it all work better. The Unabashed You website has a page for each guest filled with photos, quotes, and a blog with embedded audio at unabashedyou.com. You can find the show on other podcast platforms. Want to lend your support and encouragement? We invite you to subscribe, follow, rate, review, and share. On Instagram and Facebook, you can find us under Unabashed You. If you want to connect, the email is unabashedyou at gmail.com for questions, comments, and anything else. If you want to be part of our weekly emailing list highlighting the week's episode, give us a shout. We'd be happy to add you, and your info will never be shared. Website visits, social media, and word of mouth in sharing these episodes makes us discoverable, so thanks for your support there. We want these conversations to help you think, celebrate who you are, and move you in some way. Be encouraged as you continue to listen, read, and be inspired. 
And now our blessing. Once again, we have the privilege to pray for Africa and her people, most especially her children. May the orphan find homes. May the underserved receive help. May the broken be made whole. May there be more melodies out there who, when they feel the nudge, go share the thing that only they have to give. It all adds up. So, go be unabashed. Be you. 